I am your host, doing the most, Mr. Stinky, coming at you live like a bullet. I have a special guest on here today. Please introduce yourself to the people. Thank you. Thank you. So my name is Sunny Cross, and I'll be asking you some questions today. All right. But before we get into the questions, I'm going to... Uh, <clears throat> share a, a little just a small story i want to touch on some things uh, there's a lot of strange things going on in the planet and people don't be believing this stuff is real and i thought i'd share my experience this happened sometime in march of 2019 uh at least summit walmart kansas city missouri okay um Let me get right to it. It's Lisa the Walmart. It's it's um it's um suburb district of the city of Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, at the time, I was selling cars. You know, flipping cars. Um, I get a phone call the day before. Well, this 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 thing kind of started. It all started within like a two three week situation. So the first situation was these people, this white couple, this man and this woman, they, uh, it was old, like 68 and stuff, like 63, you know, real old. And they had another guy working with them. He was like, damn 70, like a Vietnam veteran. I don't know, he was old, man. He uh, was in another car. Okay. around kind of like he was watching their back or protecting them I don't know weird stuff going on but I kept seeing him and the man give each other the eyes riding back and forth riding I'm like he's with them so whatever you know that's cool you buying a car you never know if I'm a wild young robber people be robbing people doing dumb stuff so they, that's cool they got their protection or their little bodyguard or whatever at least that's what I thought so they uh, I, we get in the car we're doing a test drive you know and they get to ask me where I live. Mm. I'm thinking, motherfucker, where you live? That's what I'm thinking. Like, don't ask me where I live. But I'm like, maybe they just trying trying to be safe. Or, you know, I wasn't thinking it was on no crooked stuff at the time. But of course, I decoy him to where I live, whatever. Not like showing him, but I just kind of like give him some bullshit or whatever. So they start talking about they own a church. No. Oh down on 40-something and up of truce. I'm like, okay. All right, that's cool. They didn't seem to be scary at all, actually. They seemed to be a little down-to-earth, kind of almost too down-to-earth to be having a church. They were some white people, but they just seemed like different kind of white people. But I could be wrong. I could, it's hard to judge. They older. They're from a different time on the planet. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway... So I, you know, so whatever. Okay. Um, they didn't get the car. That's over with. Okay. The next couple of days, a white, another white man comes. He tries to buy the car. He gets in my car for a test drive, and then he's like, "Yeah, you gonna drive my car, and I'm gonna drive your car, and I'm gonna take this on down to my house." And I'm like, "What the hell? The fuck? No, you ain't gonna take my car. You how? What are you talking about?" Yeah, just take my car. Isn't it? I was like, let me 
Let me see your ID. So I'm looking at the ID. I realized, I realized he ain't really the man on that ID. He looks like him, but that's not him. Hmm. I said, damn, this shit's getting wicked. But I play him. I got somebody following me. Okay. So I take keys to his car, his fake ID, all that. I throw him the keys to the car. Like, what are you going to do? He'll be, what are you going to do? He really ain't going to be able to do too much and get away like he think. And I ain't going to speak on that. But So we start following, but he realized, oh, shit, he ain't alone. Mm. So he turns off, pulled down the street by Nolan Road off Independence. As soon as he pull over, it's a highway patrol right beside the thing. He just jumps out the car. What? Like, yeah, yeah, give me my car. Give me my car. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just, he just decided he didn't want to do the deal no more because he seen that other car following him. Oh wow! And he knew whatever they were trying to do to me, it was gonna be different. And what do you think they were trying to do to you? Um, it's hard to say. You know, uh, body parts. Um, eat me. Uh, drain some blood. <sighs> Melanin test. I, it's hard. You know, I don't know, man. Uh, or just kill me, maybe a hit. I don't know. Some kind of devil worshiping games. I don't know. Who knows? They was up to something. You know, just straight out rob me and kill me, take my possessions and belongings. And it's hard to say, you know, what these people going to do. they demons. But anyway, so the, so the last day, now, my baby mother had just died. So I, so we bet her funeral was the same morning. No, no, no. Her funeral was the day before that. So I was kind of out of it in the mind anyway. And then the day of this third person that came with this attempt to kidnap, because I wasn't really on to it being kidnapped. Because I just knew... People be up to weird shit. You got to control that shit. You meet a lot of weird people when you meet me up so hard. So I didn't think, I didn't put it all together that these, these people might be a part of an organization trying to all kidnap me together. I never put it together. And I still ain't always sure. So anyway, so I, I had a colonoscopy done <laughs> this day and I had just got out of the hospital. Everybody around me had went out of town or left or went to work. Nobody knew I was going to meet these people. And they kept, they kept, they, this, this man, he had been calling for two, three days. He kept trying to get with me around six o'clock at night. You know, when it get a little dark outside. And I was trying to figure out, why you keep on? You know, most people, they stop looking at cars at a certain time, but you got a couple people still do. But he had a plan. He, so I was under, still under the anesthesia, though. I had just woke up like my husband. I had five minutes sleep about three, four hours. And so he kind of caught me off guard and I was in the process of moving to Las Vegas. So I was just trying to get as much money as I can get moving from Las Vegas, Kansas City to Las Vegas. I wanted to get that car, just get rid of it because I didn't have nothing to do with nowhere to put it. I'm like, I gotta sell this car. So I was just going hard on myself, just trying to get it done. So I bring the car up there. <sighs> Get to the Walmart, same Walmart. This man, he pulls up in a 
all white, like suburban type thing. And uh, he get out. And I noticed he got one of the things around his head, like doctors be wearing, mm. with the light on it. So I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> He's really into cars. And then I looked at his fingers, and I noticed that he had these gray pieces. Like, they was like gray gloves, but only on the fingers. Like, they didn't protect the side of his fingers. It was like these things. It was weird. Like, just like, I said, like, damn, wait a minute. This fool's trying to block his fingerprints. Mm-hmm. And he had a little string in his left ear. I'm thinking, is this the fans or something? Like, what is this? I'm thinking, I, I don't know. I'm like, it's just weird. So we messed up with the car, but this one, this one really got it wicked. I see the same old man that was with the couple mm. riding up and down the parking lot. Mm. I said, I knew I saw gotta be fucking tripping. That cannot be that same old man from the other couple. But they only rode by once, so I didn't think nothing of it. Me and the dude, we go on test drive. I'm strapped, of course, so I ain't even really tripping off of it. I got this thing on me called the judge. It's a real cannon. It, it'll blow your whole. If anything, know anybody know what a judge is? It is not a regular. It's not a regular thing. It, it will blow the whole. One shot will blow your whole. Shit, especially with the special bullets I had in there. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I, I got him. He, I'm acting real nice and calm. I got a nice little sweater on. I don't look like I'm strapped. I'm just. Looking real normal and square, talking real square, you know. So I'm like, I got him. Just watching. The ride, and I notice he's talking on the phone. My subconscious kicks in and say, whatever he's talking about on the phone ain't what he's talking about to the person, ain't what they talking about. And he's stalling for time. He's waiting on them. And I'm thinking, oh, hell no. Because when my mind talks to me like that, it's always right. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, this fool's really trying to do something. Okay. So we come back, his people ain't got there yet, whatever he's calling. So I'm like, so he, I'm at, I'm like, you want the car or not? Look, I'm gone. I had already set the hood on the car, all that. We had already took the test. He's like, pop the hood, let me see one more I said, look here, man. That's why I'm getting mad. I'm like, look here, man. You want this car or not? And all this looking and stuff. He popped the hood again. I looked there right behind me, and the old man in the car was driving right up. He said, do you need a jump? I'm like, no, nah, I don't need no jump. He rides around. But he don't leave the park light. Then I start, then I knew something was up. So I said, all right, don't overreact because you don't want to kill no old white man in the park light. You go to jail for the rest of your life. And you know, if they ain't pulling out trying to kill you, your life ain't under threat. So I had to be cool. So I shut, no, I never shut the hood because it got a little weird. Uh, the hood was still up. And I'm and the man, I'm looking, I got me some distance between me and that old man. I'm like way back from the car so I can be able to pull out, do what I got to do. And he's on the other side of the car. He's just standing there looking. So I see two big trucks, they coming in, they coming in Walmart, I'm like, fast. I, I said, that's it. I knew what it was. I said, whatever he was calling, this is it. Nobody pulls in the Walmart this fast. And it was a red one, four-door, big old truck with things. 
And it was another big old white one. These things, no matter if I went to bed, they was the, uh, they was like the, uh, they were so big. You know that white boy style stuff, but they was like big, ugly suburbans or big Yukons or whatever they was old. Big old trucks. Matter of fact, no, the red one was a big four. It was a four-door big old truck. And they pulled in so fast. Now look, they come in off the main, main street, not even the side street to Walmart. And they roll right to me. <laughs> you, they roll right to me. One car, two, that's what really made it spooky. Because it was two, it was four dudes in each car. But the two dudes in the front, they never got out. The two dudes in the front of the other car never got out. Only the two in the back of each car. <laughs> I slowly put my hand on my shit. And they jumped out. One little Mexican looking one. Look like he's about to start jogging towards me. And I don't know, I just went off my mind. I was younger and I was more ignorant back in the I was just gonna start shooting. But I'm but I, my brain is different now. I'll be so worried about not going to jail and trying to be in the right, because I, you know, so I pulled that motherfucker out. Get on the ground, motherfucker. I don't even know why I said that, but I told them. <laughs> <laughs> but they couldn't even see the gun mm. because the way I pulled it, I just, yeah, like, get on the ground. And so the two motherfuckers that was running in front, they, they kind of stopped. The other little Mexican was still coming until I yelled, he looked and he seen that motherfucker in my hand. And he tapped that dude, he stopped. The man snatched his plug out his ear. He, the old man, he turned around, he was gone. <clears throat> he was walking towards the, um, but first he yelled out this. Oh, this is the spooky part about it. Right, okay, right before, I, let me take it back a little bit. Right before the trucks pulled up, he said, Javon, do you do drugs? I said, do I do drugs? What kind of questions you asking me? When you put me behind a fucking car, you talking about some damn drugs? What the hell wrong with you now? I don't do no drugs. He said, because I think they want to know if I do drugs. They want to see if my organs was good. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, you really wasn't probably a mad type of weirdo. Like, a cut you up, scientist weirdo type of So he's like, do you do drugs? I'm like, no. Nah. He's like, do you believe in Jesus? I said, oh, hell no. And that's when I looked up and the trucks was halfway to me. It was coming in. It was too late. And that's when, and then he threw that piece out his ear. He, he kind of just walked fast to his truck. Now, if you was involved in some stuff, now why would you always have just gone to your truck? These people, I said, what the fuck? And they got, when they seen that gun, they got back in that car. But only so I started shooting because I thought it could have been the police too. They, I thought they was going to jump out with badges and shit like, you know, Get on the ground, you know. So I didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Man, this is this is really intriguing. Yeah. What makes you? Why would you think that they want to kidnap you, Mister Stinky? Well, I hold the secrets to a lot of hidden knowledge. Okay. Now, was this the first time that this happened to you? Um, well, as you can see, I think all those people was connected, but that was going, they've been, they've been trying to get me for a whole two weeks or three weeks. Uh, so that, I would call that all one week operation or one two week operation, but that's one attempt to kidnap me. Really, really three, 
but I call it one. Uh, when I was eight years old in a neighborhood called Sycamore Grove, two white men rolled up on me. I was outside playing on one of them days. You know, you be you be out playing outside, nobody around. I think I probably stay home from school or something. Or something went outside. It's something, you know. There's something real spooky. Like nobody was around the neighborhood. It was like a Sunday or something. I don't know. I just can't remember. It was eight years old. But um, they pulled up. They had a yellow. So it was like the yellow over brown or the brown over yellow car. Let me see. Brown over yellow. The two-tone type of cars. Almost look like a Monte Carlo, but not something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, two white. No white. There was no white people in the hood back then. Like not even one. Mm-hmm. Uh, two white men. Mid-30s. Uh Blonde hair, blue eyes, and it's the way he was looking at me. You know, when you're a kid, you know. He was looking at me so spooky, so scary. And then they pulled up right in front of me. And I'm on the sidewalk, and they pulled up right in front of me. What they do? Like, what are they doing? And they looked at me so scary. And I almost froze for a minute with the fear. And then those doors popped. Hmm. And back then, the doors had that long thing on it. When the doors popped up, I was on the move. Mm. I was running so fast. Then I then I actually fell like the people in the scary movie. But what happened is, that's how I knew it was something spiritual. I was running, something told me don't look back. I, see, I don't know if they were chasing me or not, because I didn't even know who the hell got time to look back. If they catch you, that's your life is over. They're going to do something horrible to you. Mm. They're going like, to turn you into something. You, you don't know what they might turn you into. You're a kid. Right. I'm running for my life. I ain't screaming nothing because that's going to take energy from me. I'm just running as fast as I can. When I, I remember when I fell down the hill, <laughs> I didn't, I, my feet, it seemed like my feet never touched the ground. I fell down the hill, but I glided. Oh. And, then I, and then I just landed at the bottom of the hill. And that's when I knew it was, it was God had to save, whatever the, the it, God had to save me from these monsters. <laughs> because they must have been right behind me. Or they must have been on my trail. Or I must have felt so, would have felt so hard all the way to hurt myself. Or, you know how kids fall, hurt themselves, can't get up. I don't know, but I just know I was gone. And I ran, I, I ran so much that I ran past my house. <laughs> you know, just in fear that the door might be locked. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you little, your mama locked the door because you got a bad one to do it to get it. I wasn't taking no chance. I was so scared. I ran to one place I knew it was open. You know how you got the office and it'd be open in your neighborhood? Yeah. I knew that the office is always open. And I, and I know when you first go through that office door, you can shut that motherfucker and lock it. And it's a big metal door. and you can, Or you can run into the people's office that work there. You know what I'm saying? Boom, yeah. you can run in that motherfucker lock the door like, call 911, then call your mama. Mm, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Shit. Mm. Oh, that's, that's it, man. That's it. I just want to share a story with people because real, people believe this stuff don't be happening, but real stuff go on. You know, a lot of people, they want organs, man. You know, a lot of organs go for $175,000. You know, nothing less than 80000 for kidneys and stuff like that. People people want your eyes, your lungs. I mean, it's real freaky stuff going on out here. Right, right. Yeah, and I'm. I, thank you once again for having me on because I, I have heard a lot about you. And another thing that I wanted to ask you, 
Is it true that you know something about mm, what is it? Hemi Hemi sinking. Have you heard? Yeah, of- I um, I study it. I've been into it now for about nine months. Okay. Uh, I do it. I use it. Uh, Hemi sinking is a form of taking the right and left brain and combining into one, making you a smarter, more intelligent human being. That's all I can say about anything. If you want to know more about it, you can look it up for yourself. All right. And that's another thing. I, I listen to a lot of your, your, your shows, your podcasts, your music and everything. And another thing I wanted to ask you, it seems like you're a little expert on this. Have you heard anything about the MK Ultra conspiracies? Um, and if you have, do you speak on it? Uh, can you tell us um, what you know um, or what you're willing to tell? What are your thoughts are? The, uh, no. I decline the question. Okay, you're going to decline on that, okay? Yeah. Okay, so I have another question. Do you know anything about hmm, maybe like lucid dreaming? Uh, yes, actually, uh, I've been lucid dreaming probably all my life, but I started to take control of my lucid dreams in 2008 when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. I began to study how to control my mind better, activate chakra systems. Uh, I, I just learned a lot of things and I learned one thing I can tell people about lucid dreams is a lucid dream is simply that, uh, when you are dreaming and you are 100% aware that you're in a dream hmm. and you can actually go back wake up from the dream jump back into the dream and be exactly where you was and start dreaming and know you're in a dream. Now, what happens if you know you really, really dreaming, but you really, really in a world? You know that if you jump off that building, you're not gonna die. You know if you free your mind, like the Matrix, you will fly. Hmm. You may not get it right the first time, but you'll get it right. You know you can take bullets. You know that you can curve bullets. You know that you can meet and do anything and then you realize wait I can have sex mm. in this world mm. okay I could be anything I want for this short time in this world that I either created made or it I'm on the other side of something mm. okay. or is this the real world without all the man made laws. Okay. Do you know anything about, have you heard about like the, the FEMA coffins, BKH, or you know, the casket liners? Yes. Let me speak on them. So, in every state damn near in America, you can find 500,000 big plastic 
casket, uh, casket liners. Uh, yeah, casket liners. They hold up to about four to five bodies. They're designed for something catastrophic that may occur. And they're usually in the suburbs, way, way out somewhere in your real suburbs. Like those towns that you just don't really know what's in that town. But you know that town is close to the town, if you feel me. Those weird, no-name, boring, spaced-out towns where there's usually a freaky little Walmart in between. And we know those towns, those trains, even the cops are strange. Don't get pulled over. Don't stop for gas if you're black. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, food, coffees, casket liners. They everywhere. I discovered this in Georgia in 08. Mm. 08, huh? Okay. Well, I, you know, thank you for those answers to my questions, but I just want to know something. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, I asked you about what, six questions? Uh huh. Is there anything that you want to tell us about? why you answer just six questions of mine? Well, it was the humans that made six a bad number. It was the people that said six is not a good number. Okay. But the creators of all things created six and it's no different than any other number. Actually, it's positive. So, so believe God. Uh. And maybe do a little bit more research, huh? Yeah. Okay. Is we that been, all you wanted? Yeah, we about twenty six minutes in, and. Uh, I don't like to go over 30. People lose interest. They get a little bored. They, you know, the things I talk about, it's just something to really listen to, you know. Uh, we're going to close it out. Say bye to the people. And I'm going to close it out. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mr. Stinky, coming at you live like a bullet. <laughs>